Kia ora everyone. This episode of The Stag Roar is brought to you by Shearsies. After COVID last year, I wanted to start putting away some money to create a little bit of a nest egg on top of what I was already doing with KiwiSaver. Shearsies allowed me to invest $25 a week in the share market and see the returns. If you'd like to start investing in the share market, follow the link in the show notes and you'll receive $5 to go towards your first investment. Check it out in the show notes. Follow the link to Shearsies. Mate, um, not to trigger anybody, but yes, I am wearing a Carlton Football Club hat. <laughs> Do you even watch sport, mate? Mate, what is sport? I don't know what sport is. I'm into the arts, dance and interpretation, <laughs> feelings. I'm yeah. a beta male through no. and through. <laughs> Just kidding. Fuck, I went down a rabbit hole of... Um, Male sexual fucking Instagram, I guess they call them influencers. A couple of what do you mean? Sexual Instagram influencers, yeah, they're a thing, mate. What what are what like in what way? Um, like are they just like thirst trapping, just like flexing and basically acting like how hot chicks act on Instagram? No, 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 it's the opposite. So, like, I think, I think the uh, the the so they also talk about some sort of sigma male sort of thing going on. And that's when you're um, a bit alpha and a bit beta. So you're into, you're, I guess you're diverse. You're in touch with, you know, your male and feminine and all that carry yeah, on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a vibe. And um, yeah, there's one. Bloke, all, one they're all just trying, trying to achieve to, the same thing. Yeah. There's one bloke. Would you? <laughs> and what is that, Jack? Getting, getting roots. Yeah. They're still <laughs> just trying to get laid. And their tactic yeah. is their tactic is I know so much about sexuality, darling. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying you found this one guy. Yeah, he was trying to up, up his up his male audience. Had a good yarn with him actually. I was just kind of like, "Fuck, mate, you got twenty thousand followers. How, you know, you got 40 percent of that's male. Like, stop your whinging." Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I was like, "What's the game, mate? Well, like, do you have do you have clients?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, do you want? Do you need to grow them? He's like, oh, not. I don't need to. I'd like to. I was like, cool. Is it growing? He's like, yeah. I was like, work it. Sweet. <laughs> Whatever it's doing, working it out. I yeah. was like, just fucking be patient, mate. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, what so, have you been, mate? It's been ages. Yeah, bro. It's like a long, long time ago. It was it? It was before before it ticked over the hundred, and now it ticked over the two hundred. So, yeah, was, yeah. Nice. Well done, mate. Yeah, no, it's good fun. Just, just keep talking shit with people. It's, it's, it's that straightforward. Um, a but... sterling episode of uh, episode two hundred with uh, Andy <laughs> Ross slash Randy Boss slash Sandy Box. Oh, I like it. I like it all. I like it all. Yeah, mate. Um, we we are in uh, in my part of New Zealand. Uh, what's called level three. So uh, essentially, it's level four, but I can go to work, which is fantastic. I didn't go to work in level three last year, um, but somebody can have an appointment. The doors are the doors are locked. I uh, do an appointment with a face mask on and, and a face shield. Um, whenever I'm touching the patient, I've got some gloves on. I've got a shield on my right. slit la- on my slit lamp, which is my microscope that I sit behind. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's lots of fun. We book out an hour for them to come in and. Do what they need yeah, to do, yeah. make sure they're not going blind. Um, you know, some people Good stuff. Some people actually do need some glasses to bloody operate. So we we mm. can sort that out. But um, 
Yeah, we had two, two days of patients last week, and I think we've got a half day of people tomorrow. Um, this, of course, is coming out on Tuesday, so that'll be yesterday. And then I think two people on Tuesday, so that'll be my week. That's awesome done. that you can still work, mate. I've got like pretty much all my work has been cancelled, but, um, you know, whatever. Just Bro, like, that's, uh, you, you whatever. said doing a mural today. I was, I was going to say, I'm glad to hear that rich people, bankers and drug dealers are still trying to launder their money. <laughs> Well, uh, this is actually a not paid mural. This I'm just doing this because, to be honest, sitting at home fucking sucks, and it's um, and I just forked out money just to paint a wall because I'm just like, oh man. I mean, we've I don't even know how long we've been in lockdown now. Every single day just bleeds into the next, um, probably four or five weeks, I'd say. Oh, so on this run, on this run, on this run, yeah, exactly. So I just thought, you know, I've just got to. Yeah, I just I just got to get out, get the sun on my shoulders, and mm. mate, no one gives a fuck when you're painting a mural. Everyone's so happy just to see something happening. People just walk past; they're so happy. Just like I could be painting the worst thing in the world, and people are just happy that someone's <laughs> doing something. Um, <laughs> so it's actually just been like, yeah, it's not not a paid gig or anything, but it's just like brighten up, brighten up Melbourne, brighten myself up as well, really. Yeah, and you. Um, I, I was channeling a little bit of you today. I was using some. Some pastel, um, not crayons, chalk, on the on the you concrete. Were. Yeah, with my, with my daughter, I drew, oh, I drew a nice circle, and then I put it into segments, and I coloured in all the little triangles, opposing triangles, all the same colours. I did the same. See, with you're, the, an artist, the mate. you're an artist, You're an artist. Sport, sports in the in the facade, and an artist in the heart. Yeah, mate. S- S- Sigma male. <laughs> Alpha, Alpha beta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. So, They're just terms. I'm, I'm trying to adopt them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a delta. I'm a delta male. Apparently, I reckon. Yeah, you're the variant. <laughs> yeah, I'm the variant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the unusual variant that's weirdly contagious. Yeah. So I um I dived into Randy Boss's recommendation of some gypsy tales, and he brought up. I think he recorded that last week, and he brought up the fact that you guys have been locked down for like 260 odd days. And I was like, shit, yeah, you guys right. have nearly been inside for a year. It's outrageous. No shit. I haven't even, I, I've just been putting it all out of my, my brain. Uh, I mean, he, he's been keeping track of all the stats and stuff. So that is actually quite shocking to hear. I've never even thought about that. Almost a year. So that's like yeah, three quarters. We'll, we'll call it, we'll call it the two, 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 two thirds of the year. Yeah. Two thirds of a year. That's a, that's a long time. It really but, is. But like most um, numbers, they, there's a little bit of over exaggeration going on. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Yeah. And, and that was, that was unfortunate with old Gypsy Tales. He, he got on to a great analogy. And when you first heard it, you were like, shit, mate, that is a good analogy. He's talking about driving cars and the risk of injuries and stuff like that. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, no, that's whole population of Australia. We really only t- we're really only talking about those that got COVID in Australia. So your yeah. analogy, your analogy fell down. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's tough. It's tough. You try you try reason, reason shit. So really, old mate, um, there's only sixty-one thousand six hundred and nineteen as of today on Google. So that information is probably false. Um, that have had COVID. Mm. So that's you know, it's a large city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Not not yeah. not for you guys. Not for you guys. That's not a large city for Australia. Yeah, and yeah. New Zealand, and New Zealand, large city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you guys are pretty much in the same boat as us at the moment. 
Yeah, so as I said, I checked out some numbers. We've got a fatality of 0.7%. Um, mm. doubt, is, doubt is doing us a favour. Um, we've clocked up another 700. So, yeah, that's that's plummeting our fatality rate, um, which mm. is just handy. You guys are at 1.68. So, yeah, we're winning as always. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've only, we haven't even clocked 4K yet, man. Um, so, mm. I think I think you guys have got, what, 25 million people we've got. Just, oh, we've ducked, ducked under 5 million. So, yeah, no, and, and we're doing better. Yeah, we're doing better. Yeah, but yeah. Always, yeah. always, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's just hard when, when you like see the rest of the world get absolutely flogged, mm. and they're through the other side, and then, yeah. and then for us, it's just like, oh, there's one person, shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Which of course it yep, was one totally. person. What did I say? Seven hundred and twenty people. So it wasn't one person. But mm. um, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to be stuck in the like controlling phase of things instead of the. The relinquishing totally. control phase, like most of the rest of the world. What so, What are your thoughts on these lockdowns? Mm, I'm a bit like you. Loaded and question. Yeah, no, 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 no. Maybe we've got plenty of time here, yeah, Mr. Mate. Jack. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I, the the controlling side gets me. Um, mm. Like, okay, so for example, in my job. Um, we uh, they in New Zealand we have a bunch of DHBs district health boards, and they were sort of in charge of rolling out vaccination. Um, so again, numbers were about twenty two point one percent fully vaccinated. I'm in that twenty two point one percent, and then we're doing not too bad. One at least one is fifty five percent, so we're getting up there. Um, and where I was before, we got got it done quite early. Um, before June, I was I was double double dosed, and then I come up to Waikato, and they're a little bit behind. I don't think too many people that I work with are are in that boat. Um, optometrists are pretty like um, thinking a straight line. You know, mm. this, is, this is what yeah. you do. So this is what you do. Um, yep. And so Did you say you're double dosed. You've had the shot yeah, twice. I'm yeah. double dosed. Um, yeah. And like, um, yeah. So the the board who's sort of a interaction with our ministry of health kind of has some ambiguous guidelines that say you know don't see anyone but see some people that need your help and it would be great if you didn't load the hospital and i was and when it was level four it was like don't see anyone send them straight to the hospital yeah. and i was kind of like well i thought we we're a frontline worker and we can sort of go one in one out and i'm vaccinated i thought that was the point of me getting vaccinated was that you know i can you know reduce the burden but anyway not to worry that's that's where things yeah. are but yeah, the, the wider community is, um, like, I had to cross the Auckland border today and I had to cross it on Friday to um, pick up and drop my daughter off. And that was, you know, that's pretty happy-go-lucky. On, on on Friday, it was kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Me and my ex had organised a little bit of a signed document and the police were pretty happy wow. with that. And then today, they were kind of like, oh, are they coming? Are they here? And once we, we'd figured out that she'd crossed her her border and I was about to cross mine and they were happy and so we drove there and back and actually coming back to my side of things they took my my details but I don't think that, that matters <laughs> yeah no I think they just glance and on your way just make sure I think they're pretty much well in Australia they only really want to cause trouble for people who are like partying and being carrying on like idiots yeah. or people who are like properly rebelling against the system and trying to make a point out of it and there's those folks are growing by the day uh, mm. over here, that's for sure. Um, 
But yeah, yeah it's, it's funny you say that because like, um, I, I've so during level four, I would go. I went to a place called Gordon, which was nine, oh, about an hour away, and just under an hour for my ex, and saw like no police early on. Whereas when I went back towards the change levels for us out in the wider of New Zealand, there was a lot more police, and and now it's just the case where there's there's still people patrolling around towns. But again, still on the roads, it's not that you don't see very many police. Um, mm. So yeah, I think exactly that here. They're worried about what's going on in town and congregations of people. I don't know. I think we've had one little freedom protest thing that didn't come to much. Like, um, you, you, you're all new to it. You're new to it. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you went to both of them, brother. Like, I listen. I oh, mate, there's been more than two. There's been plenty more than two, but um, but yeah, I went to two. I went to two of them, not as a uh, not as a supporter. Mm. Um, as it was in, great, great uh, journalism, man. Did you see many? <laughs> <like> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty bizarre. It was fun, um, actually. But I'm um, sorry. What, what were you saying? I was going to say what um, I loved it that how you framed. Would you like to ask answer some questions? And that was like just your opening line. People, you know, some people were like, "Yeah, whatever," and then the, a few people were like, "Who are you?" And you're like, "I'm an independent podcaster." And they're like, "Oh, sweet." Yeah. <laughs> they can't do. They can't do shit with that. Yeah. Some yeah. people, as I was talking to them, they're just like, "Oh, the media, the fake news," and then I'm just like, "I'm literally a dude in a hoodie." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what did you take out there? Uh, like uh, recording equipment. Yeah. Um, so I, I just got a little Zoom um, well, H6, I think. Yeah. So I just chucked that in my backpack and just had a cord coming out of out of my backpack with a mic. So I actually had the mic. Um, uh, it's, it just I just think it, like holding a microphone looks better than recording from a, a phone or something. The second one I did from a phone because that was just like really spur of the moment. But um, I wish I had a camera because... Half the people I was talking to, like, you can't quite realise how, I don't know, seeing a face to the name always put makes it that much more interesting. Like, there, there was one guy that I spoke to that was like, he was the guy that uh, I think I, I said, you're wearing a T-shirt that says real men don't wear masks. And he, he, this guy looked like a biker. Like, he had neck tattoos. Like, he was this massive dude. Like, he looked like he wanted to punch my face in. And... Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, it was it was very interesting actually going to those things because um, first one was at the very start of this current lockdown. Uh, no, for, fuck, when was the first one? It's, like I said, sorry, mate. Every day's bleeding into the other at the moment. Um, now, first one was a while ago, uh, and that was a big one. Um, and I was probably much more just like check out, you know, th- this is just, it's just a free-for-all of all freak show kind of thing was when I kind of went into it. I didn't want to like put that on them. Um, I was trying to have as little opinion as I possibly could. But, um, you know, talk- talking to a huge range of people, it's, uh, it comes very, becomes very clear very quickly that they're not all nut jobs, you know, like some are definitely ridiculous. Some are going on about the international pedophile rings and the new world order and blah 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 blah. All, all the good stuff. Um, but they were, the, the stuff. thing with those guys as well is that, that they're very articulate in what they're yeah. doing. It just so well, happens that, that the thing that they've researched and, and invested in um, is 
I don't know, don't want to say not true, but unlikely. It's not true. It's, it's, it, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, who really knows what's what's true? But uh, I think you can safely say that it isn't true, based based on the fact. Like, I mean, I've I've been uh, conspiracy theories is like my guilty pleasure. I used to be really into conspiracy theories when I was like in my early twenties, and now I'd say I'm a conspiracy watcher. Like, I'm very interested in what the narrative is in conspiracy land. I find it interesting. Um, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, I think it tickles the same category as, you know, cults and all these kinds of weird things. Like how how do people kind of get to have these beliefs? And now we're at a point in the world where it's mainstream to be a conspiracy theorist almost. It's it's like it's getting almost, you know, it's getting so out of hand, these conspiracy theory um, frame of thinking that if you're, posting about saying something like get get the vaccine we're all in this together you're just as likely to get a 50 50 divide on mm. um people saying you're a you're a puppet of the bloody big farmer or the or the politicians <clears throat> to um maybe that's just my circle because I, I do have a lot of friends that are um, still quite into conspiracy theories um but yeah it's 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 it it's it's almost addictive. It's bizarre how how much like conspiracy theories are really infecting the average people's brains. Um, I, it's almost like a mind virus. I I, I think <laughs> like it, it really is. And I'm um, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was saying like kind of jokingly, like oh look, you know, there, there's some nut jobs here. But like I I do try and make an effort. Uh, I've got my own opinions, but I do try and make an effort. Like I'm happy to coexist and be friends with people who have uh views that are completely opposite to my own even if i think they're they're crazy like i've got i've got a friend who's a flat earther i've got um you know friends that believe the new world order the pedophile cabal is taking over the world um so long as they don't have a go at me i'm not going to have a go at them i mean happy to debate the issues but it's um yeah, it's you, uh, unfortunately at one of these like freedom marches. Unfortunately for the people that actually want to focus on things like their businesses are actually being stripped from them, their freedoms are being taken away from them. Um, they do all get put in the same basket at something like the freedom march. You know, they all get lumped into this one mishmash of. Um, of weird ideas, uh, sorry, of just like a weird collection of people, and it yeah. does get very easy to write write them all off as nutbags. And yeah, around a way, about way of going um, answering the question is like after going to two of them, you do. I did speak to people who had just had their businesses ripped from under them. Um, one guy said, "I said, I'll you be, know, why are you here?" And I'll he, be he hanging from well, a rope. <laughs> Otherwise, what's exactly. And I, I actually thought I actually thought that guy was one of the people that got me thinking the most. Because uh, yeah. I said, he was, "Yeah, why he are you here?" He was very like reasonable, though. You know, like because I, I I asked him, it was it toward the end of the second one, and I'd kind of had enough of all these people just screaming into my face. I'm like, I'm gonna get COVID for sure, but um, oh well, gotta 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 get that content, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I, I asked him, you know, like what what brings you here specifically, and he basically said, if you know, I've lost that much money, I'm that behind on rent, that uh, either I go home tonight and 
tie a noose around my neck or I'm here protesting and I think society would rather I'm here protesting. And I'm like, I think you're right. And I can't argue with that. Like, that's your experience. And, um, and then on top of that, I even said, you know, what do you think of Dan Andrews? Because that's like always going to be a, a, a big um, divisive <laughs> opinion for a lot of people. And he said, I'm in two minds. I don't know him. And I'm just like, well, that's a rational, that's a rational answer. Yeah. You know, he's not saying this is an evil person trying to take our rights, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know him. I don't know his motivations. He, he could be acting out of greed or narcissism, or he could actually be acting out of good faith and looking after our safety. And I was like, well, that's, that's the kind of thing that we should be hearing and the media doesn't really focus on at all. Um, and, yeah, and it, it was actually after that guy that I just thought, like, I don't know, I just kind of had, had enough of going to those protests because I didn't really want to be, there's, everyone's just, Everyone's doing a good job of it. I might go to another one in the future, but the, um, you know, it's just, I just felt like maybe it was contributing to the noise, just yeah. contributing to the noise because a lot of people, it's, it's not as funny. It's not as funny as you might think going in and then hearing things like that and coming out. And you're like, no, nah, people are really fucked. People mm-hmm. are really suffering. Um, I don't, it hasn't really changed my opinion about the whole situation, but uh, it, it may, it's, it's definitely made me think it's, it's more, it's more complex mm. and every single person wants it to be black and white. And that's yeah. probably what I've got the biggest problem about all, all of this is how black and white people are thinking. It's really irritating. Yeah. So we, we, for you, has it sort of, have you thought about it? Uh, you were getting a gallery together. Was that right? Or, Something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, like everyone, um, had a lot of things fall through. I was having a had an exhibition last year that was just like a, a glorified Instagram post. Had another group show this a few about a month ago that was, yeah, no one could go to. And got another one that's been cancelled. So, but you know, that's not unique. It's um that's everyone's reality. Um yeah, I don't know, like. I guess, I guess my whole take on it is I'm just really weary. As far as I said, nothing nothing has changed except time. Yeah. You know, we, we still haven't been able to see through the initial plan of yes. what the government has tried to do. So it's, but we've had about a year and a half of frustration. And I, I feel that most people's opinions are now being based on their emotional frustrations, their emotional responses, mm-hmm. because it's far easier to have a common enemy than to think rationally. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really easy for me to hate on Dan Andrews. And uh, Dan Andrews, sorry, is the premier of Victoria, the state that I live in. He's the yeah. one that's keeping everyone locked down. Um, and he's become very like divisive, extremely divisive because he's been very strict. But, yeah, um, it would be so much easier and I would get so much more camaraderie I think in hating on this guy but I also recognize you know with with everyone else's frustration um but I'm very aware that that's a, a an opinion guided by emotion and frustration rather than level-headedness and um yeah just rational thinking and um 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't really know if everything that is happening is 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 right. I'm not a cheerleader of of what's going on. Like, we have to we have to. I'm, I'm pretty pretty much after after those after those um protest uh, episodes that I did, I kind of just decided to shut the fuck up on the topic for a while because um, look, I'll just say I opened a can of worms when I started doing the the COVID reporting in the protests because my my DMs were just filled with people wanting to uh continue the uh the debate privately and it was just exhausting and mm-hmm. um and, uh, and i'm just i'm bloody over it i'm bloody over these um pe- like people people's extremely strong opinions yeah yeah you so where did, where did the sort of journalist bone come from because like the the internet podcast is mo- mostly about um your colleagues you know you have a, have a few fun yeah. fun bits of banter here and there mostly under the guise of Andy Ross but um mm. yeah most of it's about promoting your colleagues and the awesome work they do but we did this sort of journalistic bone and, and what sort of feelings and empathy did you develop for somebody that's trying to be a journalist day in day out you know if you were getting hounded from two two little podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> look ju- journalism journalistic is a very um uh charitable word for what i did um <laughs> i basically just went around and asking people questions which i guess is i don't know kind of what it is really but um yeah look i i'd say um my influences for kind of even getting into podcasting would be um There'd be people like Joe Rogan, obviously. There'd yeah. be people like Louis Theroux, I think, is incredibly interesting. He always picks really strange topics, which which I've definitely kind of followed suit on a number of episodes. Uh, even people like, do you, do you follow that guy? No gas. Oh, sorry, all gas, no breaks on yeah. um, on Instagram. Oh, he just goes to flat earth conventions, freedom <laughs> marches, Trump rallies, and just puts a mic in front of people's faces and. and and sees what comes out. So it was kind of, it was kind of just a bit, a bit of all that. I, I wasn't intending to go about it journalistically. It was more, um, I don't know, just, just. Um, actually, no, I do know. I got a tip off that it was going to be a massive Q, QAnon heavy rally. That's right. <laughs> That's why I went. <laughs> but it wasn't that QAnon heavy. It was just very. Um, so what yeah, did that entice you? What did what did that entice you? You said you you're quite keen on observing conspiracy. What what was it about the fact that you, someone told you that this freedom march is going to be um, bloody the Capitol Hill rights all over again? <laughs> well, I think QAnon's really got me interested. I've been following it. Um, I spoke to one bloke on my podcast a few times called um, Owen Hughes, and he's he's just like an obsessive conspiracy watcher so he's follows all the um the people really involved in it and he he just basically educated me about uh QAnon what the theory is who are the main players and blah 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 blah. I think also like the right the craziness of Trump and then QAnon being linked to Trump I was very very glued to Trump like I fucking hate I hate Trump but um (laughs) but addicted to Trump like a lot of people um and I guess, like, the more I learned and the more I saw it uh, infecting main, the mainstream, you know, with, yeah. with Trump, like, th- this wacky conspiracy theory was just infecting the mainstream. Um, that is 
it's it, it's like this is their moment. You know, I, I conspiracy theories have been around for so long, and it's always been fringe. And now this is probably the first time where it's not being fringe. And I think QAnon kind of has been paving the way. Uh, I think a lot of real conspiracy theorists hate QAnon because they see how wacky it is, but they also don't see how wacky their ideas are. Um, so I, I think that's kind of why QAnon really interests me because this is this is a changing in the um, collective psyche of of. I don't know the world, the Western world, maybe, maybe not the world, but but the Western world. Um, you know, it's all it's, it's there's so many factors: Trump, social media, all these different things. But I mean, this is their moment. This is this is when it's all happening. They they genuinely genuinely believe this is the kind of um, this is the uprising. Yeah, yeah. It's See, it's it's good. It's great entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, concerning. It's, it's extremely concerning too. Yeah, so you said there that you're not willing to uh, demonise um, Dan Andrews, and I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm not willing to demonise Jacinda Ardern, and, and I don't know whether mm. that's from a labour upbringing or just a, a bit like you. I, you know, I don't know what I'd do in that freaking situation. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what mm. these people sign up for. But right, exactly, and we, we don't know in the back room. Um, we just mm. get the mouthpiece at the at the end of it, and the and the consequences of the story. But when it came to Trump, you were willing to say that you do hate Trump. Anything Absolutely. Else. Yeah. So, I, what, I so what, what is what is what is the 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 point the points of Trump that you think means that it um, entices those those feelings. Look to to be honest. Again, if if I met Trump in person, yep. I I wouldn't. I, I would I, I would have to reconsider all these strong ter, uh, things of um, hate and all this stuff. Like uh, I think, like Joe Rogan often says, like oh, it'd be great to do coke with him, and I have to probably <laughs> say I'd, I'd agree. <laughs> it would be a wild night, and you know, having a, a frivolous night with someone like Donald Trump would be. A night to remember that would be hilarious. However, I, I guess probably more accurately was I. I hate everything that he stands for. I hate everything that he symbolizes, and I hate uh, a, a lot. A lot of kind of what what he's done to to, to the world and the the Western world, I guess. Um, and I think why I can put it on him more than probably other politicians is I I, I see him much more as a a crystallization of the human ego and narcissism mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. that I think that human beings should aim to move away from within themselves. But we've created this environment where we are rewarding those traits. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you, you see that on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Like, like we're talking with these people creating thirst traps are getting rewarded for their narcissism and stuff, but most of the time it's pretty harmless. Um, whatever. It's not something that I particularly want to do, but, you know, if it's harmless, cool, whatever. They'll figure themselves out one day. But, yeah, with, with Trump, I mean, everything down to his physical appearance, like he can't even not be orange. The guy's orange, for fuck's sake. I still can't get over that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's for I don't know, for me I just thought it was this huge fork in the road. Uh, the, it's not even out, you know our election but i just thought you know it's the the usa does lead the way unfortunately like we always follow suit for the western world a lot a lot of the time and um i yeah i just saw it as a big fork in the road a big choice between 
where we want to um do we want to grow or do we want to roll around in the shit and see how bad it can go and and i think people are even openly voting like that they said they, they just want to throw a spanner in the works and you're mm. like well you can throw a spanner in the works intelligently i mean bernie sanders would have done that yeah, you like yes. uh, all his policies or not i think he's actually a, a good person i don't think trump is a good person at, mm. at all mm. at all um Someone again, and but back to people like Dan Andrews and and maybe even Jacinta Ardern and stuff. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of I, I don't think they sign up for that. I don't think these uh, to me they don't appear to be power hungry individuals. Um, and back to black and white thinking, it's super easy to see someone like Dan Andrews putting the the iron fist down. And, and all this stuff, but, you know, like just pull it apart. What power is he really getting? What Just what, sitting on a big throne and going, like what, what's he getting out of it? Uh, he, and we do have to remind him, ourselves that he is acting on the advice from the medical professionals in the, in the field. This isn't a plan that he concocted out of nowhere. I, again, I don't, I don't know if it's the right plan. I'm not saying... Fuck yeah, Dan Andrews, but it's it's it just it's it's not this crazy conspiracy. That's just not how I see it. I don't see this evil um, man stripping us of our freedoms and having a having a wank in the back corner because he's so happy about himself. Like <laughs> it's just not how I see it. Um, yeah. I could be wrong. Oh, I could sure. be wrong. Sure, as someone who partook in some thirst trapping in the last month, uh, <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke, but yeah, um, chop, chop, chop of wood with the shirt off, uh, uh, re, uh, replicating this this American. I mean, American dude. <laughs> it was. It, 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 was, it, was, it was quite effective, but um, I don't think it actually drew in the crowd I was, I was looking for. So, anyway, there's, there's lessons learned with that. Um, I think some we, unwanted uh, private yeah, messages there. The, no, no, thank, thankfully, thankfully, no, not too many <laughs> messages, but um, very interesting demographic that showed up on my page, and um, they, yeah. seem to, they seem to have stuck around. But yeah, that's quite funny. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I think what you were saying about um, Trump and, and, and he's like like I say, he probably is is a great person in small small doses. If you never had to see him again, like you, you wouldn't yeah. want him as a as a friend because he'd probably. Chew you up and spit you out, you know. Yeah, for saying the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. throw you under the bus as he did with many of his staff. But um, I think it has influenced like our our landscape here. He he created a, a wedge. He he, like you say, he sort of represented this egotistical, narcissistic type environment and and binary environment. And you know, there was oh, I heard somebody talking the the other. Um, other week about how after Trump, people have looked back at George Bush and gone, ah, he wasn't that bad, really. Like, yeah. got us involved. Isn't, it, isn't it amazing? <laughs> and how fucked was George Bush? Like, we we only just got, uh, they only just got out of Afghanistan and now it's Biden's fault because of Af- what happened in Afghanistan. But the whole thing was George Bush's mess. Yeah. You know, like, it was an unfounded war. It was all ridiculous. But in comparison, and I think that's the strategy of, of American politics, like, well, if we just make something way worse, 
then the the previous guy who was horrible might seem pretty good. And people and people people like buy that. Everyone thinks George Bush is all right these days. He's, yeah. He was fucked. <laughs> George Bush was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, as as a keen conspiracy observer, um Oh, I love it that like people look at the opium fields and think heroin, and, and there's probably a lot to do with heroin. But people forget that morphine is a f- very uh, useful drug, <laughs> and, yeah. and opi- opium is is very useful for a lot of pain relief. Um, what, what have you sort of observed in, in conspiracy land around uh, soldiers protecting opium fields in Afghanistan? And, and there's a bit to do with marijuana in Afghanistan. I understand again. I don't dive into these places. Wait, so so the question is about opium fields in, in Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah. And about what, Biden? No, just like what, what they were doing there. What, what, I, I, to be honest, I haven't really looked into that a whole bunch other than the fact that, wait, was, uh, the Taliban was making most of their money off, off, uh, off opium? I think, I think that was the case. Oh, well, that was a, that was a yeah, dead end. I mean, that, they both that haven't probably, dived down this hole. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, have you, I mean, even in like North Korea, the, the, their main export is meth. Did you know that? Like, yeah. yeah, like the North Koreans, like that's that's how they like basically keep the float making meth. Like what the fuck? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not even like with the opium thing. Uh, sorry, I don't know a whole lot about it, but yeah, it doesn't even... It's not even conspiracy. It's just it's just corruption. It's yeah. and yeah, that's, I think that's where a lot of these conspiracy. The the problem I have with a lot of conspiracy theories actually is the fact that they uh, they make genuine scandals like, like what you're kind of talking about. They can't resist from exaggerating them, and it kind of depletes the intensity of a real scandal. Yeah. Of, or, or, a re- or even a real conspiracy theory. Like, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the pedophile cabal, for example, you've got, Je- you've got Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So there, there, there's, there's grounds to believe that there are elites peddling underage, like, I don't know, underage people or children um, at, at a crazy elite level. But they have to go too far and say they're harvesting adrenochrome, and um, and it's Hillary, Hillary Clinton herself. Yeah, and 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 it just kind of makes the whole thing. Um, everyone can categorize that into the the nutbag category, uh, and if they actually wanted to get to the bottom of it, they could actually go about it a, a very intelligent way and not compromise the whole operate. You know, the whole perception of of what's going on. Um, yeah, Epstein's weird yeah. as like there's a there's a sketchy guy who's who's involved with <laughs> takes, takes me back to what I started off the podcast with, mate. I'm, I'm, I thought I thought uh, drug dealers and rich people were needing to launder some money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to launder their drug money through my art, I will happily accommodate. <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like this this sketchy guy that uh, you know moves moves money around and, and sort of connects people, and then came from nowhere and, and went about it by sketchy means, and, and probably compromised a bunch of people. And it's like, yeah, there's some people that have made some dumb decisions and involved around this guy, and it's all hush hush, and he's dead, and he probably won't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame that that he uh 
I don't know. He's suicided. To, uh, ex- yeah, he's, he was suicided. It is. It is a shame. It would have been great to extract a lot of information out of that fucking creep, but hey. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, as as, as ladies not going on trial for another year or so, so she's got plenty of time to suicide. I know every everything's yeah everything's gone quiet there, hasn't it? With uh, with old Galane. Yeah, I want to know what what Galane's up to right now. Oh well, she's in a prison, right? Or or just kind of in a lockdown? Yeah, and and they were um they were making all these uh what was it, not claims, they were kind of, they were, her lawyers were getting all uppity saying, you know, it's inhumane the way she's being treated. And you're like, well, that's the prison system. <laughs> yeah, you're in a cell. You're not on your yacht anymore. So, yeah, well, um, that's like I, I talked to a lady from Chicago and they do, they do mm-hmm. yoga in the jail system. And so she was telling me how a lot of people in the jail system in Chicago will just plead guilty because I've been in the jail for two years and if they try, um, you know, go against, question their charge, they might end up then going to prison for five years. Whereas if they said, right. yeah, they're like, yep, you know, that, that happened. Then they get out of jail and they go home. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was yeah, like, I mean, yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it is fucked. It's totally yeah. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck. There's not much justice in the world these days, is there? <laughs> Mate, so, so what, what is all this like mess do to your muse? Like, where's the muse? Like, before all this, you're going to India and doing yeah. cool, cool shit. <laughs> to, yeah, to, look, to be honest, it's been pretty, it's a, a cruel little cosmic joke where you've got all the time in the world to make art but no inspiration to actually do it. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of. It's been a bit rough. The first two weeks of this lockdown, I got the sads. Um, I've been pretty good actually most of the whole time, but I just like every, I don't know, everything got cancelled and um, actually just got into running. Running just kind of fucking pulled me out of it. Um, But, yeah, so, look, it definitely has sucked the uh, energy creatively. I, I can't deny. But that's why, I don't know, I think it's really great to have projects that are not directly related to my art practice. So yep. the podcast, that's been a really great way to stay, keep social, not just isolated and actually still put out something and express yourself in a different way. But this, this mural that I'm doing at the moment is literally, it's, it's literally just a joke mural. Like I'm doing a mural for this, this guy called Eddie Chapek, who's this like, just a guy that I found on Instagram that's basically just like Mr. America. He's Florida man. He's I mean the best way I could describe this guy is Florida man. He's he's Who's just this like oh every t- every single time a horrendous article happens in America, they always refer to it like basically like a man from Florida, but they always say Florida man yeah. did this, Florida man did that. So it's, it's like this <clears> kind of joke that Florida man's one person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So basically, this guy's just—he's um, just this larger-than-life weird guy. His Instagram is at Eddie Chapek. Everyone get on board. But he just basically eats disgusting food, yells at his camera, and gives me shout-outs. And yeah. uh, so I made a mural about him because I just—he uh, got sick recently. So I just thought I'm just going to make a mural, completely nothing to do with my art practice, and just celebrate this weirdo in the in the corners of the internet. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, giving it to him. I think it's going to blow his mind. So, yeah, pretty much just doing doing creative things that are just actually way less to do with my um, my base art practice has been keeping me, it's transformed me from being just down and uh, wishing that I was getting more success with my art, wishing that I was getting more opportunities and just kind of shifting it into something that has no meaning and no... Um, uh, deeper purpose other than fun has been a huge uplifting thing for me uh, at the moment. I'm in a great mood these days. I'm still in lockdown, but I'm just like way more chipper than I was about three weeks ago. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's it. So like my, my art history is pretty freaking visceral, <laughs> but like. Um, Mate, you were painting in the, painting in the, in the <laughs> yeah. chalk in the fort before. No, I don't, but Excellent. I, I, I got I got I got dragged to a few galleries as as a youngster. My mum's um, reasonably keen on art, <clears throat> and you know done done the odd weekly lesson. I think I think I kept her sane from three three boys and and a dad that was coaching Rome. But like um yeah, so my my art history is very visceral. But there's like periods in the world that are just super fucking depressing, and images out there that are just like oh, you know, massive massive wall pictures of just death and black and grey, like. How, yep. Yep, yep. How, how keen have you been to get just do this fucking sh- this is a shit series <laughs> like, know, is, there, is there economics around that like oh I can't afford to just do a bunch of shit <laughs> no I mean I'm, I'm happy to do something that I wouldn't think is sellable that's like fine by me uh, but the, the, the funny thing like I've actually thought about that a lot because a lot of the content that I consume is really fucked up like all the movies I like, I like really twisted horror films. Um, you know, a lot of music that I listen to will often be like quite dark or, or you know, melancholy or not always, not always upbeat. I mean, I consume upbeat content too, but um, yeah, and and even a lot of the art that I like is um, <clears throat> is is often quite twisted or, or dark. But um, for me, I've just kind of uh, people do it really well yeah and i'm not that guy you know i'd rather put out something i'd rather attempt to put out something positive and uplifting breathe in the shit breathe in the negative take it all in and try and try and breathe out a a, a rainbow breath if if i can i don't always i'm not always able to do that but uh that that's kind of like i think there's like meditations on that like when you're when you're if if you're meditating you close your eyes focus on your breath and you imagine that every breath that you're breathing in is like a dark negative, the negativity of the world, like a dark air or gas. And then as you breathe it out, you're breathing out light and stuff. And that's, that's kind of like a whole uh, meditation or practice in itself. And I think that's kind of, I really like that idea. I really like that kind of concept of of um, basically trying, and I'm not saying that I do do that, but uh, attempting to, um, yeah, to put out good vibes. And, and and I love dark content. I'm not saying that people, you know, I'm not saying that's what everyone should do because most of the content that I like is dark and is is quite uh, twisted, even. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of how I I, I treat my art practice at, at least. So then, how, do, how does the sort of comedic art uh, fit in, like, like dark comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to mum and dad yesterday, and I, um, 
when this was in January, I was I was down visiting my grand. She gave me a bunch of books. These these ones on the end there, they're just like rugby books that are really old from 1900 and stuff. And she gave me this other book that's called Angela's Ashes, and it's about like Irish back in the doldrums. And yep. I was saying, saying I to mum, and, and I was like, that book's hilarious. And she's like, well, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty sad. I was like, well, yeah, it's sad, but it's also really funny. Like just <laughs> that Irish fucking way of looking at things. I just keep cracking up laughing. And it's just like, these people are like drinking tea and having bread and not even do it, <laughs> not, not even having that. <laughs> 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 just Man, like, like, that reaction to that, like, I fucking love that. I love that two people can look at the exact same content and someone think that's really messed up and someone else is actually saying that's hilarious. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, did you, like, there's too much shit out there, but did you watch any of the Dairy Girls um, series that was on Netflix? No, I, I remember people talking about it, but nah, nah. Same, same vibe, eh? Like London Dairy just like getting bombed. Like I was talking to a lady at work, she, her, her mum's from Cork and then she went back to Ireland a few times and went up to Dairy and she's just like, oh, we were there and we like literally walked past this barracks and we we're about three houses down and like heard a boom in the night and they're like, holy fuck. And everyone else was like, oh yeah, something would have got blown up. And they're like, yeah, but then we walked fuck. past it the next day and it was just gone. And <laughs> yeah, right. And like, right. it's this, this show, it's just like a bunch of Catholic schoolgirls like living in a Protestant land and just shit blowing up. <laughs> and you just, and like, it's a comedy. You're just like, yeah, that's damn yeah, right. It's dire, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what's the what's the blowing? What's the all the blowing up? Like, what's the context of, of the whole show? Oh, so the IRA just keep yeah, blowing, right. Blush. Oh, mum, mum, and dad told me like when they used to live in London when they were real young, they they would often like, I think one time they said, oh, we better not go to Harrods, which is like some big shopping center. Yeah, shopping just before Christmas, and because uh, there might be a bomb, they were, they were joking about it, and they didn't, and there was a bomb. You're like, man, imagine like. Yeah, my ex's parents are the same. They're, they're in London at a similar time and like, yes, same same idea. Like couldn't leave work because there'd been a bombing. And I was like, fucking. Crazy. <laughs> the Crazy. And then and again, like the hilarity of Irish people, like they just call it the troubles. <laughs> they call the what? The troubles. <laughs> the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> those rascals. <laughs> those, those damn English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, far out. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, speak, speaking of, I don't, I don't think it's that com- comedy. It is a, bit, a little bit. Scorsese's The Irishman. That's again, this yeah. like point blank, like, yeah, we, we shot some people, like, killed some yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, totally. I was involved. And then at the ending, they're like, the FBI is there. And they're like, so what actually happened? And he's like, nah, can't tell you. Like, everyone's dead, man. Just, f- just fucking tell us what happened. You're yeah. about to die. Just tell us what happened. You've been to prison already. Like, tell us what happened. Nah, can't tell you what happened. <laughs> Fuck, isn't Scorsese the master? Like, oh, it's just every one of his films is amazing. You know what they should have done though? Like the, the makeup on that film was real it creepy. It was creepy. Making him, it didn't, it just like. like in everyone, eh? Like Al Pacino. Um, yeah. De Niro and then the, the main main older dude as well. And then the other way around when they're in prison, they're like super old and you're like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should just do deep fakes because they've got the technology of deep fakes now. Like instead yeah, of making Tom crazy elaborate, <laughs> Tom Tom Cruise is a deep fake. His whole fucking persona is just a deep fake. 
<laughs> so, you, so you're willing to jump down the Tom Cruise conspiracy model that he just doesn't actually exist. And that TikTok yeah. channel is just <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> have, have you seen um, Have you seen the HBO documentary uh, Going oh, Clear? No. I, oh, mate. Too much it. shit. Get on it. Is he, like, is he the main main storyline? Is he? Well, no, it's a pretty long film, but they, I mean, they go they go deep on. I mean, the whole thing's going real deep on Scientology and just how like twisted of a cult it is. But they they do spend a fair bit of time on Tom Cruise and um, man, like just his whole existence is just manufactured and like uh, propped up by them like all, all, all the, like the women that they facilitate for him like katie holmes and stuff they're just like what about this tom will you will you accept this bride it's like yes it's it's, it's so bizarre so I was he, the, was um, he silent scientology before nicole goodman um, i that? can't remember i feel like he was but i can't quite remember actually um yeah i don't know i don't know yeah. but that didn't go too well no, now she's now she's married. <laughs> yeah, she's married to the country country music king. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one, of one of one of yeah, one of yeah. <laughs> I, I went to the um when I was in LA, I went to the Scientology headquarters, like the big blue building. I just like walked in. And I was just like, "Hi, how are you going? Can I get a can I get a personality test, please?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think I when just... we spoke last time, you said they 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 kind of oh, got, did I? Yeah, they kind of got um, sick of you when you weren't going to give them any money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, it's so it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, in the documentary, there's another thing they talk like they took on the um, was it the IRS, the whole uh, yeah. American tax, like, and they fucking won. Yeah, like what yeah. the fuck? We're a religion. <laughs> don't need to pay you guys any money. It's yeah. insane. It's it's yeah, going clear. Couldn't recommend it enough. Really, really great film. Yeah. So the tangent that we've gone on, like, I started off with how do how do you do black comedy art, like? Like, can you just like vent off with something random, or could you make all this just stuff is ridiculous? Yeah, that's like, and, and who would know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's funny because like com- comedy is not a thing that's expressed that often in art. Like, it, it there is like comedic art here and there, but really Campbell's not much. Cans. <laughs> Sorry, a Campbell's soup can. It's probably yeah, exactly. Comedic. I mean, that's that's funny how much it sells for. That's that's where the comedy is. Thanks, he does. Um, thanks, he does some. There's our irony, though, isn't that, it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's still comedy, though. Like, I, Banksy would probably be a good, good example. Um, this is really, like, art, art knowledge falls down. <laughs> that's fine. My, my art knowledge is actually pretty rubbish as well, and I run a mostly art podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's like it's a funny thing how like certain genres are just absent from from certain creative expressions. It's not absent, but it, but there's not much of it. Um, I guess that's the thing. It's like a film can be so much more three dimensional, or a song, or you know, a, an artwork can be. But you're ultimately left with one object or image, usually. Um, which uh, I guess the joke would get old, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, how long does a piece take? And then yeah. how, how long is it like it's not topical anymore or mm, <laughs> it's, it's been done, man? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but, you know, I mean, I guess this mural that I'm doing is, is comedy and art. It's, it's Mr. Eddie Chappek, Mr. Sunshine, penthouse to penthouse. Everyone's got to get on Mr. Sunshine. Um, is, anyway. So is he in Florida or is he in Yeah, Melbourne? yeah. He lives in Miami. Yeah. yeah. He's uh 
it's well, yeah. I'm 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 just I'm just relaying an uh, an inside joke now that no one's going to understand. So yeah, well, moving I, on. I, I know what he look, <laughs> I know what he looks like because I follow you on Instagram. But yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's actually a there's actually a doctor called uh, Jack Cruz, and he, he's he has some good points, um, and he has some questionable points. He's um, what's he, he all about? He was a little bit COVID denying initially, and then he was, you know, you know, I've got friends in ICUs and nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden I've got friends in ICUs and there's a lot of shit happening, and mm-hmm. this this is what we should be doing to prevent that. And you know, he was partly right because he's been about vitamin D and sunlight the whole time, so he did have a yep. big stand on. Um, he's been on ivermectin. That's what I was, well, that's what I've been doing tonight. I've uh, been doing a uh, Sudoku, having some. Red wine and uh, and listening to River Wisdom on the latest. Yep. River Wisdom's good, isn't it? Andy got me onto that. It's yeah. been a really nice um, objective look at the whole ivermectin thing. Yeah, yeah. This latest what, one. What do, you, what do you think about it, uh, ivermectin? Uh, so, I've been um, partly because I've, I've had a vaccine. So, it's mm. like I was talking about with with Andy. Oh, I want my position to be right now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. That's my bias. And then I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm talking about myocarditis. I was like, fuck, I should probably go get some heart scans every year for the next five and then see how, <laughs> we, see how we're going. Let alone the fact that I ran an ultra marathon last year and probably gave myself myocarditis, but that's beside the point. Don't, <laughs> want to, don't worry about it. I've got no baseline, which is the shit thing. Um, yeah, I've met them could work. And Rhonda Patrick brought up a good point the other day that the data is a mess, um, but what mm-hmm. she could glean out of the data as it might help with clearance. I was like, oh, that's a good thing. The, the, um, is what, sorry? Is it might help minor. with viral clearance. Right, and actually, right. And that's actually what this latest River Wisdom dude, uh, what was his name? I was just listening to it. Oh, of course, it's gone to go to sleep, Ryan, mode. Uh, oh, golly. It's a bit like, there we go. I've met him backstory. Um, yeah, I, I listened to that doctor, right? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, yep. Osgood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I listened to that one yesterday. He was previously with the FLCCC, so that's the same as Pierre Gorian. Yeah. Mm. And I and that's that's what I um like Joe Rogan used Ivermectin in the term of trying to clear his COVID away plus the Kong uh, cocktail of everything else. So like mm. it, it might have helped. But um yeah, old, old he hasn't caught up with the fact that Pierre Gorian got got covid yet but then he hasn't he hasn't yeah. got a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i mean th- that's it that pierre what's his name gory Corey. 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 yeah he got it i think he's also withdrawn a bunch of his statements um as well and this is this is the thing right i've got no issue with ivermectin if it seems to be effective and listening to you know eric weinstein and and pierre corey and all these other ones rebel uh, wisdom kind of goes into it there seems to be a lot of people uh in the medical field that have been administering it that seem to swear by it and now i think literally in the last week uh, the press for ivermectin is basically one big meme. It's just a big laughing stock. It's it's livestock, uh, worming stuff, blah 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 blah. And look, there's 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 truth to that. But at the same time, it's also I can't tell whether it's this is just a giant misinformation campaign as well, or if it's just a bit ridiculous. What what kind of um, 
what's being peddled right now. And and I think like th- this is kind of like where I've got <clears throat> a bit of a problem with like the whole Eric Weinstein, 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 Weinstein thing and all that. Like, why are we listening to him about ivermectin? He's an evolutionary biologist. He's not a virologist. He's not. He's. It's not his field. He's not a pharmacologist. Yeah, like it's not his field. And and this is, I think, a huge, a weird new phenomena that we have. Like I'm a podcaster, you're a podcaster, love podcasts. Also love Joe Rogan. I, I, I think he's awesome. But we're, we've got people who are listening to podcasts over the professionals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people are able to create these really great arguments um, and then people will... Like one, one, one thing that I just think was really irresponsible about the way Eric Weinstein, Weinstein went about the whole thing is, I mean, he kind of went about it as a, almost an indirect anti-vax like way. Like he's, yeah. he has, he's not strictly anti-vax. I'm not no. saying he's an anti-vaxxer, but he's, he's allowed enough r- wiggle room for it to be like, the vaccine's fucked. Big farmers, uh, you know, winning out of this. Ivermectin should be the way. So people have heard that and people have rejected the vaccine as a result of that. Sure, there's fucking heaps of problems with the vaccine that's mm. been widely publicised, but I don't know whether he's really helping and I don't really know whether he's the voice that everyone should be listening to. And I don't particularly think he's like a massive grifter either. Like I think he's got a lot of really interesting stuff to say, but why are we all listening to a cage fighter slash comedian and someone who's completely not their field, Mm. which has totally skewed the narrative Mm. of public health? Yeah. One of of the things I always think about um, and I I try to catch myself out on it is, is the Dunning, it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it's your confidence and your knowledge mm, with, yep. with time. So initially when you learn a little bit, your confidence is high, and then mm. you learn a little bit more and you realize that you don't know that much, and so your confidence plummets. Yep. And then over a very long period of time of continuing to learn more, slowly your confidence will increase, but never back to those levels when you first learned something. And then the other thing is that the word expert, there are not that very, there are not many of them. And they are the people with a lot of um, knowledge and still have quite low confidence. And they're, mm-hmm. they're not very definitive in what they're saying. And, and yep. that's like, that's kind of how you catch out not, or grifters or, or people that um, the, the word that River Wisdom's talking about, like being captured by a narrative. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's we how you can kind of identify that. You you often hear people say, "but" or um, "it would suggest," like things like that uh, are, are really really good. And um, it's it's funny how you're saying how he's kind of left himself open to be like to grab a few of the anti-vaxxers into his audience, which he doesn't, he doesn't fucking need. But anyway, that's beside mm. the point. And again, it's like there's too much information out there. Um, there's Peter Atia has this really good uh, again podcast. He's someone that fucking knows a lot of shit. He's a mm. high high end doctor, high end engineer, 
and has worked on the stock market. So he understands a little bit about physics, a little bit about uh, physics, mass, a little bit about economics, and a little bit, uh, quite a lot about um, medicine and, and medical science and medical research and, and how to look at research. And he interviewed the guy, uh, this guy that wrote a book about um, Andrew Wakefield, who's the original MMR autism bullshit used. used oh, right. right. Used, so the, the key thing out of that is they used PCR like, Hundreds or not hundreds, like fifty odd cycles when the when you could find anything, and um, mm. they didn't stipulate whether it was a, um, a vaccine type or wild type or wild type meaning um, someone actually caught mumps or measles or whatever, um, or just a contamination from the lab from the from the control tests they they're using. So that you know that those studies were withdrawn. That was fraud, and mm. you know the story gets lost in that. Andrew Wakefield sells documentaries and 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 yeah. um, into vaccine magazines now and lives quite well by the looks of things. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, well, that that that's exactly it. And I think I think what what I get really weary of now is people that come up with a, the answer. Everyone yeah. seems to have the answer and wants to simplify it. Like that whole thing was like ivermectin is this miracle drug, and you're just like. Dude, like, he, I mean, hey, listen to that podcast with Rogan. It convinced me. Yeah. It convinced me. But why has Ivermectin, the company, come out and said, please do not take this product for this stuff. It is not proven to work. Why did Rebel Wills, uh, Rebel Wisdom, Wisdom. Podcast, who's, who, yeah, who's friends with them, end up saying, look, I think they've lost their way. I think they're too invested in this thing and they've, they're not being objective. And even Joe Rogan's kind of said, look, I think Eric's really overly excited these are their network and they're and they're kind of being like mm, i don't know um but everyone wants this everyone wants this narrative of big pharma bad blah 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 and like fuck big pharma like i'm i'm on board with that but um if you're just gonna have big pharma as a default ev- evil like whatever the the circumstance is like you know, why are you taking Panadol? Why are you taking all yeah. these things that will save your life? You know, there's this, I, th- I think it's this like big desire to have this common enemy. You know, the politicians and the big farmer and all this stuff are all trying to make money. And there's a, there's actually a camaraderie and forming a resistance. And look, I don't know, this with, with all conspiracy theories and stuff, there's always sprinkles of truth. So I'm yeah. not even I'm not even trying to can ivermectin. Ivermectin could be a very um, good thing. Like it, surely, like if, if it does be turn out to be not too um, you know not harmful, very safe drug. Couldn't you just combine that with the vaccine? Does it have to be one or the other? Do we have to can the vaccine altogether? Because that's that seems to be all that anyone's taking away from this whole thing. Vaccine yeah. bad, ivermectin good, and I just think that's like dumb. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I was just looking at there on my phone is, is the other bloody double-barreled um, concept that I, I saw it straight away last year, and it's called the Kubler-Ross myth, myth, um, uh, model, and it's the model of grief. And you always tip, tiptoe between the five stages, and it's like sadness, depression, anger, bargaining, and then hopefully some acceptance. And things keep changing, so we keep having to go through these grief stages but this stuff is just like a bit of anger, a bit of bargaining, you know, mm. well, what if, and, and if I, if I just, then I can fucking yeah. move on with my life. Yeah. And, and um, oh, like, um, 
you know, when, when I've had people uh, go through breakup, I think just knowing that those are the things that are going to fucking happen to you or like anything bad happens to you, knowing that those five things are going to happen and they're going to come in waves and you're going to have days where you're like, sweet, I'm over this and yeah. I'm moving on. And then you just gonna yeah. go, fuck. Or, oh, oh shit, I feel like crap. Or oh, what, what mm. about what about if that happened? You know, this 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 is what we keep going through with COVID. And every time something changes, or every time somebody comes up with the hallelujah moment, we're like, awesome bargain. I'm gonna take that bargain and let's yep. go. Let's move on. I'm yep. gonna take ivermectin, yep. or you know, I'm gonna take the vaccine. And everything's gonna be great. And and that's not where I'm sitting at. And like you see Delta, and you see the information around. You know what what's happening with with our vaccine, and you look at Israel, which is mostly Pfizer, and shit's not going that good anymore. I'm like, God damn yeah. it! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly like you're saying, it's a it's a developing situation, and I think what we have is if if you've got people that their trust is so the distrust for anything, any any of the mainstream narrative is just a default. The mainstream narrative is bad. They're probably yeah. going to be right a few times, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. They're probably going to they're probably going to be right just because that was always their thing. Like I don't think they're looking always looking at it objective. So, they there are going to be instances in this confirmation really complex. Bias. Totally, totally. But there there are going to be examples of greed. There are going to be examples where big pharma and companies like Pfizer are cashing in. There are, but that doesn't mean that the entire vaccine um, operation is an evil um, thing that's not effective. I mean, variants are arising, so things are maybe the vaccine isn't as effective now that we have Delta. But then you've got all these people saying, see, it's not even effective. I told you way back before Delta even happened. You're like, well, your opinion's fucking uninformed and you're, you're just making negative noise, so shut the fuck up. And move aside. Like it's too too many experts, too many cooks in the kitchen. It's um that's what yeah. I find more worrying than anything. It's just how divided everyone's getting. And and um you, you sort of see this same argument for two sides of this. Um no, one side of the story uses the same argument for two different ways of looking at stuff. And mm. so it's like fuck big pharma, the whole group of them. Mm. But this is a competitive um, economic market where there's a number of players on board who are all different companies. And um, mm. within the people working for them, uh, they have the opportunity to make a lot of money. Probably, as we've talked about, there's a lot of people that have shares across all of them. Um, and mm. so they're, they're yeah. going to make they're going to make some money, whoever wins. And, and But, but in, in saying that, they've got to still pick their company that they that they invest the majority in. Um, and so for them to be the main player, they need to be successful. They need their vaccine to work. Totally. To totally. have the least side effects, to be the safest, to win. This, yeah, this is this is still a competition. Abs- no, absolutely, but that but that whole narrative isn't as exciting as 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 the other narrative. And I think that's and they all don't well. care, and they're all going to make the money. They're not. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, that it sounds like I'm being a big cheerleader for all all the wrong people. And I found myself. Yeah, total shield. I found myself like. I'm not, I don't want to defend corporations, big pharma and government. 
Like I, I'd like to get back to hating on them just like I used to. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, when 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 when, when the, usually the, the most <coughs> boring story is actually the real one. And um, a friend of mine recently said, oh, he said a good quote off the top of his head. It was, I think, basically, yeah, no one's got control right now. Yes. At all. <clears throat> so if they can't control their situation, the one thing that they can control is the narrative that yep. they tell themselves. And I think that's a, a large thing of what's going on. And, and when you can twist the narrative to find a common enemy or, and look, there, I'm sure there are fucking common en- enemies in this that we should band together. That's why I'm not even, I'm not shitting on these people anymore, really, that go to these like protests. Like there they do need to be people that, keep the authorities in check in terms of our freedom of speech in terms of our our rights and and all that i'm i'm not the guy because i don't understand it all enough but there are people who are really i mean andy's really into the his whole his whole perspective on on the thing as far as i can tell is mostly i'm sorry if i'm getting it wrong andy but mostly about governments taking our rights yeah, and that's, that's what I mean when, as well. They're, they're, two different, and, yeah. they're two different arguments. But but 9-11 happened and what and what came out of 9-11? We got the ma- mass surveillance. Like everyone's been <clears throat> spied on now as a result pretty much of, of 9-11 and then the Patriot Act happened and then they started spying on our, you know, like uh, all under the guise of looking for terrorists. So it, it's real. It's real shit, you know. There, there, there's real uh, repercussions of government of taking your rights. Um, personally, we got locked down and we got put back to we got put back to pretty much normal. You're seeing in Europe, it's pretty much open now. People are able to travel around. So to me, that's enough proof to say that. Like, I think the I think the world wants to get moving again. I don't think they want to keep us locked down. I don't understand why keeping everyone locked down would help any of the people in power I just like in my yeah. brain it doesn't make sense it's not a feasible conspiracy so no. it's been my question as well uh and um i ha- haven't been able to come up with a really convincing argument and it's mm. what what is the benefit for a country of having a highly unemployed highly dependent yeah. society <laughs> totally when every other time it's like we want our unemployment to be that's our metric like shit we're doing good our, um, yeah. our um, household income is up and our low employment is low like our, yeah. our prime minister that's her her portfolio is like child poverty like you know that's the big deal job <laughs> i don't i don't yeah. i don't understand why why we want to keep perpetuating like so so it's like someone a bit smarter than me a bit more involved than me someone that has the time to just actually dive into this shit has decided that hey, we could prop and like, geez, in New Zealand, summer was fucking awesome. Meanwhile, the rest of the world was just going, oh yeah. my god, this sucks. <laughs> we had the same thing, but everyone's super forgetful about that. You know, we yeah. we were free most of the time while the rest of the world was not, and everyone's very short memory. You know, very short memory about all that. Um, I, don't, I don't want to come across as high how I'm mighty that I'm sitting here uh, by myself in Tokoroa going, oh, life's sweet. I'm going. You are, you are high and mighty though. High and mighty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate this too. It's it sucks. Yeah, we all yeah. hate it. We all yeah. hate it. Yeah, but I mean, but like, 
Having having said that, like my my episode of the Freedom March got pulled off YouTube. Like there are genuine concerns. I, it got back on after I like refuted it. Yeah, how did they go? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I just, I just wrote to them and said, like, no, I'm being objective, and blah 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 blah. And they said, yep, we reviewed it, and it's back on. But you know, just the the knee jerk of just pulling something off. I mean, I'm broke as. I'm not um, making money off my YouTube videos at all. There's fuck all, you know. There's not many um, views in, in the big scheme of things. But but yeah, if someone does get their their voice pulled when that's their entire business, like yeah, I mean there there are big censorship is a, is a huge concern, um, and government overstretch is is I'm I'm thinking more and more that yeah it is a big concern. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we haven't seen through the initial plan, and that, I guess that's kind of where I see it. Like, wait till we're wait till majority of the people are vaccinated, and if they're still trying to overreach. withhold yeah. our yeah overreach, then then I'll probably I'll probably be there with everyone protesting. That I mean, many people might think that I'm being naive. Yeah, that's my exact same position. I said I'll, I'll say, I've said a couple of times in the last two days. I'm very, like I said, we're at 55% of one one vaccination or more. When we get mm. to 70%, of, you know, we're at 22% of both. When we get to 70% or so, then what happens? Then then yeah. my my sort of frustration, anger, and, and I'm a typical mm. Kiwi bloke and, and my um, spectrum of emotions are pretty narrow. They're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> but anger, anger, unfortunately, tends to predominate. Um, yeah, yeah. It's... Um, yeah. It, it, I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see how things go, and, and but like you say, like we still haven't got past the initial plan, and, it, and it's probably a lot of this this instant gratification world that's showing its ugly head again. Like, oh, fuck, we mm. can't wait, we can't wait two years. We're wars went for five. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's it. I think we all need to like pull back and realize that like it's been almost two years. That's a long time, but it's also not that long. Like in four years or three, hopefully three, but maybe four or maybe five, whatever. When we're yeah, a little a little bit grayer, a little bit further down the track. But we'll, I imagine, and look, I might be totally fucking naive. Yeah. I might be completely wrong, but I imagine that will be like bloody hell. What a what a shit like <laughs> few years. Like I mean, that's just like I might be wrong, but I, that's just kind of how I see it. Yeah, it uh, that sort of long road mentality like um we you know not me i didn't really do much history but in the history books and what you learn about in history is you know five years of world war here five years of world war here mm. long long generational wars back then uh, yeah <laughs> the flu yeah. Epi- the flu pandemic the great depression you know stuff like that you know the, we, we're currently in some history yeah we're exact exactly that did you listen to the podcast the last podcast on the left. <laughs> no. Oh my god! Where's it coming this from? This have to be. It's 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 only on Spotify. It's these three comedians. It's probably one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Actually, yeah. It's so funny. So it's these three comedians, um, and they're like, it's basically a true crime podcast. But they do things like cults. They do um, conspiracy theories. They do serial killers. And they basically do like often like three or four part episodes where they just like do the whole story mm. of um, whatever, whatever the subject is. And they just make really, really inappropriate jokes the whole way through. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my point of bringing them up is they just did a five part series on the Black Death, which was just basically like these plagues in the Middle Ages. That was like the worst period 
ever to live. Yeah. And all like it's at the beginning of medicine, like there's basically no medicine. And it is like, holy shit, like this thing went on for so long and it was worldwide. And these plagues were beyond fucked and <laughs> no one had an answer. Like they uh, couldn't recommend it uh, more. Like Spotify, the last podcast on the left, listen to the five-part series on the Black Death. It's also hilarious. There's just so many diarrhea jokes in there. It's a joke, like it's not even funny by the end of it. Um, it's re- it's real dark humor too. But um, have they done anything on universal medicine? That, that was the best. That was, not best, but that was one of the good things about living in Ballina. The two cafes, which were fantastic, essentially owned by the cult. I was like, oh man. Oh I feel, really? I, was like, I feel bad going to the good cafe. <laughs> what's what's this? Do you not know about what's universal universal medicine? It's been on the ABC, mate. Really? <laughs> oh, there you go. There's a there's a little hole for you. Go look oh up. It's, it's on YouTube. It's a conspiracy guy doesn't know a fucking conspiracy. Yeah, a local one. <laughs> a local one. Andy does. He's the uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think he's told me about it. Actually, yeah, he goes. Now that I, I think about it, I brought it up to him. He said, "Well, fuck those guys. I've lost so many friends to those bastards." <laughs> he's, just, he's just a bit of a creep that claims to be Jesus and Leonardo da Vinci. Um, yeah. Does some Ayurvedic medicine, which includes ovary and breast massage, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it appears you know this this is the narrative from the ABC. He um, dwindles, uh, doing older females dying with cancer out of their out of their money, and and that's how he balls and he set up, set up shop in the UK as well. It's like good, what a what a nice bloody night. hell. Yeah. You know, like none of these people who get like reincarnated, like they're always these grand people who, how come none of them are reincarnated from a fucking ant or a slug? You know, <laughs> they're always Jesus. They're always bloody Leonardo da Vinci. It's because they're no Christ- like, oh, Christian, Norman. Christian beliefs rather than, yeah. rather than what's that Buddhist beliefs where you, you've done something bad in your past and you, and then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to look into that. Universal, what is universal? Universal medicine. medicine. And it's like quite trippy because there's an insurance company called Udimed. And I was like, when right, I first because right. I was I was working in Ballina and we had these two cafes, which are great. The Bell, the Bell, if mm. you're in if you're in Ballina, they're, they're good cafes. They serve all press very well and got good food. But yeah, and then I'd go into casino, which is quite close to Lismore, and and I think the guy might have been originally from casino he's like a tennis player like it's just weird like yeah. this tennis player come healer and you're like what how'd you do yeah. that mate <laughs> tennis player <laughs> slash healer <laughs> it's so great <laughs> yeah and so i'm and like not to bag pediums because I've, I've had i've had him on and and he just i think he just got stuck in a rut after he went to um panama did a bit of ayahuasca came home and then and then bloody COVID happened i think that i think that's his rut i think that's who's this Oh, Pete Evans. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what actually happened to Paul Pete. Now, he had ayahuasca right. and then got home and COVID happened. But um, yeah. anyway, I, I don't know if Pete's like joined up with Universal Medicine or he's going to be direct competition up there in the Northern Rivers. But um, yeah, it's a, it'll, that'll be interesting. But you can't follow Pete anymore, of course. He's just banned from everything. What was book. his main controversy? He's the, he's the chef guy, right? Yeah, chef. He he was yeah. big, on, big on QAnon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What well, wasn't there some? Um, and you've had him on. Oh man, I have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, that was it. Was before I moved to Aussie, so it's like about episode forty odd. Um, okay. I, I said about I said about three. Wasn't there things. some Nazi stuff? 
Oh, that's that's what pulled him. So he put up yeah. this. He put up this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I just yeah. So he put up this through. cartoon of a caterpillar talking to a butterfly, and it's it's something about a reincarnation or growing or growth or mm. something like that. And apparently, it used to be a Nazi propaganda poster or something like that. Or there's really a, a Nazi reference there. Again, I'm uneducated on this. I'm, I'm butchering it. That's why. That's why I said I'm, I'm not meaning any disrespect to Pete Evans. I've got nothing. Sure, but sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and look, yeah, I don't. I didn't mean to just throw that in there because I haven't looked into it either. So I could be wrong. That's just the, um, you know, I remember looking at a news article about it. But when I was at the um, at the Freedom March thing, one of the guys was because uh, I, I one question I started asking was who are the good guys. Yeah, and Pete Pete Evans came up a couple of times, oh. so they love him. They yeah, he's well, he, he's he got was a base. He's got he a was base. embedded. He was embedded in QAnon, and I think he was going to mm. run run for some parliament, whether that was New South Wales or or and go to Canberra. I don't know. I don't know how how you go from state to to what do they call it? Commonwealth government is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, up there, up there in Canberra. I learned I learned that from Gypsy Tales yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> lived okay. In, lived in Australia for a year. Don't know anything about <laughs> how your political system works. <laughs> hey, but like like you were saying at the very start, you know, like these people, the way they talk is so they've re, you know they've done their research on what they think is the truth. Like they're not lazy researchers i mean i think their research completely lacks critical thinking and i think it lacks uh objective being objective and i think you know there's a lot of confirmation bias but like you know the QAnon crowd and, and a lot of the conspiracy theories they like there's so many of them trying to run in politics now like that that must take an incredible amount of motivation and mm. um and certainty about your own beliefs like and, and that's one thing I like thinking about is like when, when you think about these thing, people who are spouting these like really dangerous ideas through QAnon and stuff, and a lot of this stuff often leads to anti-Semitism, weirdly. I don't know why, but a lot of con- deep conspiracy theories lead to anti-Semitism. Inc- but these people, seeking, seeking Cummings. Yeah, 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 totally. A lot of doomsday cult kind of references um, and parallels, but they really you have to remind yourself that these people like, even though it is very dangerous, they they honestly believe that they're like doing the right thing. They believe that they're fighting a, a war between good and evil. I guess that's anyone radicalized. Mm. And when you think about that, like I guess I guess that's where some compassion can kind of come in, you know. And I think that's what we all do need to practice. And I'm guilty of not having it because I do think it's quite entertaining. But well, that, that, that's yeah. what that's what that's what's just happened in New Zealand. Someone who oh, is, is is radicalized, and you know they they you know questions being asked. Well, is it is he part of ISIS? And it's like, well, he's a mentally unwell per- yeah. mentally unwell person who uh, prescribes to Islamic ideologies, and at at the high at the sort of literal end of the of the spectrum. But he's he's one man show. One one man show that people have been it's watching. And, it, and it's a bit like um, the one two years ago in, in New Zealand that, that you know, when you when you were exports, and it's like you know, is he a white supremacist? Well, yes, he is a white person with you know these 
the, you know, tip, tip of the iceberg Christ, Christian ideals, which I, I don't mm. know, and, and you know, ra- radicalized by uh, a group think on on four chan and eight chan, and you go, well, is it is you know, how do you, how do you throw it in? And, and that's where that's where this sort of label label bashing to identity yeah. bashing c- comes comes in. And you go, well, we're we're getting getting away from what's happened here. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. And, and it's like, yeah. and, and that's and that's where, like you say, like that's the end of the spectrum. A bit like when it comes to freedoms and stuff, Afghanistan and ISIS is the end of the spectrum of you've got no fucking or like Nazism, you know, world world worlds are fought over it. That's the end of the spectrum. Where do I stand on my freedoms, and where do I stand on my uh, com- community allegiance? I guess or, or greater good ideas. Um, uh, Brett Weinstein had a good idea that like there's no military time leadership going on here that all of our situations suck shit this is what mm. we're doing at the moment I need you to get involved with it because we think that this is the best way forward let's do yeah. it let's go forward there's none of that going on and mm. therefore we've just got the space of questioning and, and doubting and no one no one coming together on it and, and again yeah. it goes back to what you're saying about Trump it was just like the wedge between this and this and egotistical and narcissistic ideas just everywhere flagrant. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I don't know. Poor Brett Weinstein. I mean, not really. Like I don't, I don't think he's a grifter, but. Sorry, Eric, Eric was the person that was talking, his brother. Yeah. He Eric, talked, sorry, he talked about him. A bit he was like talking about Eric. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't mean to like come across like I'm fully anti the like the Weinsteins or anything, but I just think it's I just don't know why we're all listening to <laughs> podcasters for medical information. Yeah. And not to say that there's there's some great podcasts that have the right like really good medical uh, professionals on and yeah that's a valid way to take in information but I don't know just cross-reference you know like <laughs> I, don't, I think that's so what, confident yeah I think that's what Peter that's Atea does, does well and and when I'm going for medicine and I learn a lot of medicine from his podcast mm. I listen to I listen to Peter's podcasts yeah <laughs> when yeah. I when I look for opinion I go out go to everywhere else and mm. and it's it's funny how like all the sort of um, sort of popular narratives around there, and then Jarrigan just has his mates on, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's what I listen to, especially like when he pumps out five in a row. And you're like, holy shit, yeah, missed a bunch. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. who's a comedian? I want to laugh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then right, Andrew, Andrew this- Schultz gets on there and just rips out Yumming Parking. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet, but yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta check. Yeah, he's 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 fucking hilarious. Man, I listened to this Rogan one today with this chick, Megan Murphy, I think. Yep. Yeah, I listened, listened to that the other day. Yeah, bro. What do you reckon? What do you reckon of her? Uh, she is probably uh, retracting a lot of weird, which is good, which is good to hear played out that mm. I was wrong in a lot of the ways that I thought. And uh, like she said, when I started on this um, feminist movement, I was 23. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, I was very liberal, progressive, and liberal. And now I get quite conservative about some things. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's, and as she said, that's like 20 years of my life. Like, would you still want me to be a 23 year old female? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't definitely yeah. don't want to be my 25 year old self. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> Oh, I, I definitely don't want to be my 25-year-old self. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's good yeah. at a few things. He, he managed yeah. to get through an optometry degree and play play some okay rugby, but golly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, yeah, like, no, actually, on that, I do respect that, you know, that big turnaround. But, oh, I don't know. I just listened to her talk. I just like, bloody hell, mate, her... Her attitude towards trans people was like so fucking black and white. Yeah. They're all mentally ill. That's basically what she was saying. I was just like, fucking hell. Like, I, th- I like think really she, I think she, trans, hey. yeah, she, it was, it was weird because <laughs> she'd like, she seemed very anti trans. Yeah. She'd like, like acknowledge, acknowledge like some key points that uh, Joe would make, but then exactly then agree and pivot, agree and pivot, agree and pivot. Mm. And you're like, well, we're, like you're you're still i think she's still trying to nut it out like it's well that's what i think i'd like i i guess that's exactly like with this i i felt like she was someone who doesn't really know herself she doesn't know her views yet but she's broadcasting them and she's got a huge audience and you haven't you haven't it's the bread's out of the oven too early you know, it's, it's doughy. in the middle. These are no. doughy ideas. They're really doughy ideas. But I guess, like, my big worry, like, she's talking about how she used to be really left and, and almost Marxist. But you see these people who, like, they get shut down by the woke. Yeah, they go to the other side. Whatever brigade. And then they see, like, they don't have this middle ground certainty because they, they don't know their own ideas well enough. And instead of just being, like, I'm still left, but or whatever, but fuck off woke dickheads. Like as we can all agree, even people left and right can all agree that the the woke brigade is fucking annoying as fuck and not helping anything. <laughs> but um, instead of that, they see the these like right wingers coming with their open arms, and they become like they just kind of start adopting all these like the talking points of the right, like every single one of them. Like they like they don't just go. Like Joe Rogan's got these, like, you know, I'm mostly left, but I have right ideas here and there. But a lot of these other people, like, you know, Dave Rubin's another shyster that's out there. He's a shit cunt, I reckon. (laughs) It's just like he goes from left, but then, like, all of a sudden he, you know, they just, like, adopt all these right-wing views because they're just getting a pat on the head, you know. They're like. Yeah. And and it's funny with Dave, it's like, yeah, you're gay, but, you know, good good points. (laughs) Isn't he like the most bizarre anomaly? Like he is a gay man who's married and he's sidling up to all these homophobes. Yeah, like <laughs> and he's trying to justify it's like, well, you know, hey, we could all have it. It's like, dude, like, what do you stand for, man? Yeah, like what Ben Shapiro saying that he like wouldn't invite him for dinner, <laughs> but he'd go out yeah. for dinner with him. And I was like, this is confusing. He's my he's my great friend. Dave's my great friend, oh. but I wouldn't invite him to my house. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gone to his wedding. I was just like, "This is this is confusing." Dave Rubin is confusing. You're confusing me. But like, that's a, bit a like, man with no integrity, and he's chasing <laughs> his wallet into his fucking fame. That's all Dave Rubin is in my in my perspective. <laughs> he's made a lot of money hating on the work. Very predictable talking points, and he's <laughs> he must be in the weirdest place because like half his like half his support network. 
completely don't agree with his his existence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How bizarre. Mate, it's how as, bizarre. As I said, oh. like um, when it came to the muse and stuff, you got to spend a bit of time in India and things like that. Like, do you have you had like a connection of what's going on over there or you've been following what's going on over there or? In India? In India. Oh, mate, it was pretty funny when we were there. Yeah. Because when we were there was, when my, when my flight came back was the weekend all the airports started shutting down. So COVID was happening while we're in India and it was really amping up. And like, this might sound like a weird thing to say, but like I totally experienced what racism must feel like because like as like white foreigners at the time, it was Italians that were taking um, COVID around the world and some Italians are taking it. Um, sorry, some Italians had taken it through India. That was the first exposure. And that was while we were there. So everyone was looking at us like, like we, we would go into shops and they wouldn't let us in. They wouldn't serve us. Um, they'd, they'd literally make us sit at the back of the bus. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, we were kind of laughing about it. But like once people kind of got to know us, like, yeah, yeah, you're cool. Like, But even getting a guest house was hard. People just wouldn't accept us. And we'd walk into a bus stop and everyone would walk away. It was like, so you, really, you were cruising around? Okay. Going we were cruising around. Yeah. And like town um, to town and city to city and stuff like that. Pretty much. Pretty much. Penthouse to penthouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Racism, um, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird because like we were looking, we were, I mean, I really checked in when all those public cremations were happening in Delhi. Yeah, um, that that really hit hit me hard because because I've I know these cities. I've been to Delhi and uh, I, I brought that up with some a lot of conspiracy theorists and like, oh, public cremations are very commonplace in India. And it's like, well, in certain parts of India, like Varanasi, they are, but burning people in the streets of Delhi is not common at all. This is not completely not common at all. Um, so those videos and photos of seeing piles of flames and bodies in them in India, I don't know. Did you see those? those Loose, loosely, I was. Yeah, just pe- like. Had my, I've, had, I've had my blinders on to the rest of the world, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's yeah, hard. It's yeah. been hard. I mean, that that was fucked. And, like, I had a Uber driver not too long ago, before, just before this lockdown, and he was from India, and um, I was like, love sparking up a chat with a with an Indian wherever I can find them because I've because I've been to India three times and I just love the place, so I've always got a lot to talk about. And I was just chatting with this guy, and uh, yeah, like he'd lost three family members to COVID. Yeah, you know, like uh, fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah, bang, lost three family members. Um, that's that's just he was downplaying as a yeah it sucks but you know blah blah blah. anyway how's your day been it's just like yeah not good not good really not good over uh, it seemed over there and um a lot of people just want to sweep that shit under the rug you know um but pretty much since then i've been keeping my um haven't been paying too much attention my wife yuria she's from japan um Mm. Think Japan's been having it, doing it a little bit tough lately. Europe's just open. Everyone's everyone's traveling around Europe. Yuri's brother just went like rock climbing in Italy because they live in Berlin, and you know. Yeah, I saw Dimension was playing in Bratislava the other night. Yeah, so, yeah. So that shit's back on. 
<laughs> yep, totally. Creamfields totally. happen. That'll that look um, fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I haven't been keeping track on. I don't know. India looks like they they had it tough, but fuck. I mean, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Like according to the whole ivermectin narrative, India's doing great due to ivermectin now. So I don't fucking I don't fucking know. I don't know what to make of anything. <laughs> yeah. What's a lie. your connection with 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 India? What what's what brings you there? What takes you there three times, man? Um, okay, so I, I read a book, Shantaram, which I loved. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, was about this guy, Gregory David Roberts, who was basically an Australian outlaw who went on the run to India and lived in the slums. What, what, uh, why very... was he outlawed from Australia? Sorry? Why was he outlawed from Australia? Uh, I think he was a bank robber. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a, fr- a very good friend of mine's godfather. Holy um, yeah, the, the story is very, uh, what's the word, um, exaggerated. So it's not <laughs> particularly a non-fiction. It's a very fictionalised based on his story. But, um, yeah, anyway, like it's just a very descriptive book and he lived in the slums for years and very romanticised India. I also got really into years ago, um, which I'm Ram- still very into, yeah, Ramdas and yeah. his stories going through India just um Maybe I was very when I first went, I was very doughy-eyed and very idealistic, hoping to find my guru. But um, <laughs> turns out my guru was an American psychedelic guy <laughs> in Hawaii. So ended yeah. up uh, having my best spiritual experiences in Hawaii. But um, once I went there, like I don't know, I just loved it. I mean, it's it's rough, it's rough as fuck, but the people are so lovely, so warm. Um, definitely got its pretty fucked aspects of the culture you know but there's um does yuri come beautiful with you? she's been with me twice and how does uh, she first feel? time i went first first trip was challenging because yeah. like their attitude towards women is like look it's not it's not like it is here um yeah. she'll pay and they'll give me the money she'll ask a question they'll answer me yeah. um and like also like another thing probably i really noticed my third trip like pretty much no interaction with Indian women. Almost all your interact, my interactions are with Indian men because the women are all at home. <laughs> so Mumbai is very different. Mumbai has got this like really great spice of Western kind of life mixed with the Indian life. So because, you know, they got Bollywood, so there's much more money in Mumbai. Um, people are much more into fashion and dressing up and it's not as like, not as traditional um, uh, as, as many of most of the other places I've been. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely met a lot more like Indian women there, but um, in, in, on the whole, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's just very different. But you know what, if you're going into a, someone else's place, you kind of just have to know that and roll with the punches and not, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, probably not a very fair thing for me to say as a man who had it pretty easy, but like, yeah, you know, kind of unfortunately have to suck it up, I guess, you know, yeah. you're not going to make your, uh, you're not going to make your inequality case in India yeah. yet. <laughs> but I mean, look, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's just an adventure. It's a massive adventure. You get sick, you shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You see beautiful nature. You um, you meet great people. You end up at like a family's house and they cook you food. And wow, it's very humbling as well. You know, like people have got nothing, and most they're happier than 
most of the people you see in Australia. It's great. Mm-hmm. So what are you yeah. what are you using to um book accommodation and things over like Airbnb or what's the first, what's the first few times I just I just rock up. I just rock yeah. up and if people are at the bus stop, cool. And then if if not, I just ask people in the street where can I stay? They direct me. Um traveling with Uria. Um we book just yeah easier yeah. <laughs> easy when, when yeah actually just getting a yeah you get over bed bugs put it that way i've had bed bugs more times than i can remember and it fucking sucks when they Literally. get in your yeah they get yeah when they get in your luggage it's like oh the worst thing ever but um yeah man it's uh had some very very good times in, in india some very strange times too <laughs> <coughs> sorry got tickle in my throat yeah, have, have a drink, mate. So, I mean, um, do you know when you're being let out? Do you have, have have a plan, or what? What just is keeping you ticking along while you've while you I got no fucking idea because it's a weird thing now. Like, I feel like the country's finally given into the fact that lockdowns don't really work now that now that Delta's come in. It's a different beast. So they're slowing the outbreak. It's like rising, maybe ten. So it's like 120 cases a day or something today. And then yeah. tomorrow it might be like 130 and then maybe 150. So it's, it's instead of it's still like, growing, it's growing, but very slowly, but it's definitely growing. Like this time last lockdowns, it had plateaued and then declined. That yeah. just doesn't seem like it's going to happen with Delta. So now they seem like in the last week or whatever, they've kind of realized that that's what's going to happen. They're trying to get vaccine numbers up. Australia's had a terrible vaccine rollout. Um, so I don't know. The plan is going to have to change because mm. it's going to get worse. The numbers are just like the floodgates are open now. So if they're not going to try and get back to zero, then it's only going to increase and we're only going to have it like everywhere, but we'll be vaccinated. So I don't know what that really means. We're same as you, we're isolated from the rest of the world, you know. We're almost in the beginning. Like in America, they dealt with what we're dealing with now a year ago, over a yeah. year ago. Mm. They went to the shops, realised that every fourth person could have it, and they just, whatever. But we've got the advantage of the vaccine, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to shut out the noise, try to be as unopinionated as I can, which is probably not being very proven on this podcast because I've had my opinions. But um, ah, fuck it. I'm, f- f- I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm opinionated, but I'm also trying not to be opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> and just being productive. Produ- yep. Being productive is like the best thing for my brain, really. And you said the running? What, what are you doing there? Just started running. Got the Nike Run Club app. Um, ran 6Ks the other day, which is massive for me because I pretty much hadn't run since high school. Is, is, uh, is Lydia O'Donnell in, in that run app, in your run app, or is that? I don't know. I just got a fir- I just, I've only just started. I've done like three <coughs> coaching ones. Some, yeah, she, some she's, a, she's a Kiwi long distance runner that, um, yeah, I think she has a little bit to do with Nike run app. And she's based, yeah, okay. based there What's in Melbourne. Li- Lydia, Lydia O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah. I'll check, I'll check her out. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, see if I, I don't know how the Nike run it works, but I just see her and see that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty like I'm just trying to change. Like yeah, like I said, I'm 34 now. Sports are whenever my uh, my go to. So I'm just trying to like really change that. Yeah. Because I'm not 
I'm, pa- I'm passing my prime. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to look after your fucking body. Watch out, David Goggins. Jack Rowland. Come up here. Fucking David Floggins. He's fucking, he's, he just flogs people, doesn't he? He's a, he's an animal. I can't even relate to that guy, but I also love him. Like, he's great, but fucking hell. What a monster. Yeah, I, need, I needed uh, him and Cam Haynes the other day. I had my shoes on the floor. It was the first day of work where I was, like, mentally burnt, just, like, yeah. ha- having to, like, two weeks off and then having to, like, think of every fucking move while you work. You, like, realize how much stuff is automatic, and then you get home and you're like, I need yeah. and I should go for a run, but I'm sitting on my bed. I can't be fucked. <laughs> when, when you exercise do you do you respond to the real positive reinforcement or yeah. do you kind of treat yourself like shit i'm abusive <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think that works for me too i'm, I'm positive once i've finished i'm like oh yeah yeah pat on the, you're a legend you 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 did it but during i'm like you're a piece of shit you're a piece of shit you're nothing who are you <laughs> I was on that run. I was listening to Don Ray, and I was just like, "Golly, Kanye, yeah. you're not a genius." I guess it's genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, of course, I only got halfway. Not even halfway through the freaking thing. I need to. Mm. I, I still still have got two thirds to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What do, do you? Mean? What What other exercise do you do? Uh, going back to CrossFit. Um, oh, which, okay, yeah. Which I was, Hardcore. I was at a at a at a gym in Hawkes Bay, but now I moved to Tokoroa. There's not one, so I go to a gym and do workouts. Mm. But I've um, signed up to um, sort of a concession um, for the city that's an hour away. So I work there on a, on a Friday, and so my plan is to go on the Friday morning to the class. And with nice. being a mem- member of the concession, I get the programming, so I get to do the rest of the programming by myself, which is hard sometimes. But, yeah, that's keeping me fit and strong, except not at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can't go to the gym. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. same ideas. Gyms are closed. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, man. I can't wait for the rock climbing gym to open again. I love I love. Yeah, you do a bit of that? It's so fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. Yeah. When Before lockdown. But, yeah. Kim, Kim Mulligan was biking today or yesterday, and he went past this sort of underpass that's got bouldering all through it in yeah, melbourne there's a, few, there's a few spots in melbourne like that yeah but yeah yeah but you also kind of need a mat because if you fall you just fall in concrete. <laughs> <laughs> not ideal and climb, yeah, climbing a wall is so times. much better than climbing across but, I people geek out on bouldering yeah. of course there's levels to the <laughs> shit but it's a weird yeah. subculture man they're yeah they're weirdos rock climbers i tell you yeah uh, it's it's exciting um yeah it's, yeah it's rad no good. So yeah. people find you, Jack Roland Art. Yeah, Jack Roland Um at Jack Roland Art and check out Into Deep Podcast. I've had all sorts of freaks on there. John McAfee. Uh, John McAfee. <laughs> I spoke to a non-offending pedophile recently. I also spoke to a cannibal, a real-life cannibal, someone who was killed and eaten someone. Holy shit. So check out Into Deep if you can be bothered listening to my fucking voice. And who, who's, another, who's your mate that you've just done the mural of? He's on there too. Is he Eddie Shapek. Yeah, check out Eddie Shapek. He's on there too. Silent <laughs> <laughs> profile and penthouse to penthouse. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense to I'm anyone. Other than me, but yeah. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Do you have anything to leave us with, Jack? 
Uh, mate, everyone, if everyone can just cool their jets on social media and just be nice, you know. I've got no, I'm just getting over, over the over the social media shitstorm and COVID, you know. That's that's all I would love everyone to do. Calm down. Yeah. Maybe you don't know the answers. <laughs> I definitely don't know the answers. I definitely don't. And um, put on Chris Isaac Wicked Games. That's that's the last advice I'd love to give every I mean, one of your listeners. I'm going to go do that right now. Fantastic. Yep, awesome. <laughs> Man, it's so awesome to catch up with you, brother. Fucking Cheers, always, Jack. Always a pleasure, dude. Yeah. So, Thanks bro, so, so much for having me on. Yeah, bro. Legend. Where's the bloody stop button there? <laughs>